It's everything Queensland footy. Good bold football from the Brisbane Lions. That's a big one for the Suns. This is Triple M Footy's Northern Exposure. Brisbane are going to hang on. Five. He's kicked the cross half back. It's marked by Boulder. Kick outside. The clock continues to tick down. Brisbane have done it. Brisbane have done it. Brisbane have turned the finals on their heads. Somehow the Brisbane Lions stay alive in the AFL final series for 2022. Welcome to Triple M Footy's Northern Exposure. Everything AFL in the great sunshine state of Queensland. Just dominating on all fronts at the moment. My name's Nick Davis. I welcome Jack Fulham and I welcome the happiest man in the country uh, from the Marty Sheargold Show, Will Ralston. I don't care if it was five days ago. We're still up and about. How about them lions? Oh, well, we've bought ourselves another podcast, which yeah, is Yeah, we did. That's my first thought. We've got, we oh. got another week out of this. Uh, even though it was, as you said, it feels like it was a lifetime ago, but it still feels fresh. And it's just j- just about the most I've ever enjoyed being a Brisbane Lions supporter. When and, and considering the season still feels like such a long shot, it feels like we've had our hands closer to the premiership in previous seasons, but... Mm. There's just a happiness about that win, uh, about everything, about the the terrible loss to Melbourne leading into it, everyone riding us off, the club feeling like they'd almost given up a bit themselves, hanging our heads, losing Oscar in the first minute. Uh, everything just felt like was it was going against us and our backs couldn't have been more against the ropes. And to find a way to just kick goal after goal, peg back lead after lead, 17 lead changes. Incredible. Uh, we just kept finding a way to get back in front, and ultimately we happened to be in front when the siren went. It feels like w- whichever team lost was going to be a bit robbed, uh, and luckily it wasn't us this time. So that finals record, finally we managed to get a W on the board. We throw it, it off. It feels like a real monkey off the back to, to win just a high-pressure game. Yeah. You know, loser goes home. Um we all know that the Lions haven't had a lot of success in those games in seasons gone by. And now you roll into a Melbourne side who two weeks ago they looked untouchable and now they look very, very mortal. Um, yeah. You're going to go up against an injured Christian Petraka, Bailey Fritch is not 100%. Yeah. He's walking um, laps apparently. Yeah. You'll never get a better chance. And I have to say, and Will, tell me if you echo this sentiment, all the pressure is now off the Lions. They came in last week completely under the pump. If they went out, this could have been no, the end of the the era. Fagan was possibly on the way out as well. But all of a sudden, it almost feels like, even though we know it's not the case, they've overachieved here. And right now, the heat has turned up on Melbourne. If Brisbane lose, and look, they are expected to lose it. Yeah. I think they're $26 for the flag at the moment. No mm. one is thinking Brisbane's going to get very far. But this could be the greatest opportunity for an ambush I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. And the pressure is all on them. And as you said, Petrarca, Fritch, Spargo, uh, who else? Oh, McDonald. Injury cloud. McDonald. McDonald will probably have to come in. James uh, so Harms is lucky to be able to play. James, yep. imagine if he was suspended. Mm. All of a sudden, the chips are starting to lean in our favour. We welcome back Rayner and Answorth. Fort will come in, so we'll actually have a Ruckman this now, game. I wanted to ask uh, you about Darcy Fort, Will. Oscar McInerney going down, it is a big loss because the big O has really established himself, especially in the last couple of months, as a top-class ruckman. But I actually really liked Dan McStay in the ruck. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to get beaten. And I reckon you throw Darcy Ford in there, Max Gorn and Luke Jackson are going to beat him. Where you may as well just lose the ruck and gain some mobility and, you know, a really clean set of hands around the ground. I, 
I don't know. And, and it seemed to open up the Lions forward line instead of the the three big talls up there. There was only two. There was more space for Joe. There was more space for Eric Hipwood. I liked Dan McStay in the ruck. I think it worked accidentally. It accidentally definitely worked. He played the best game of his career. So there is definitely some sort of merit to it. Whether you want him to be our number one ruck, I think is a bit far-fetched personally. As much as it worked, I think him being up the ground definitely helped our forward line. He still kicked a goal himself. Uh, But I think the Fort-McStay combination is better than the McStay-Danaher combination, if you know what I mean. I think whenever Danaher was in there, we looked really vulnerable. Because he didn't want to jump. And no. I don't blame him. I, 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 it's it's not his role whatsoever. He's not suited to it. And when he went in for that first centre bounce after McInerney went off subbed, I thought, oh, geez, this is not the way this is going to go. <laughs> no. yeah, we're we're <laughs> no. in huge trouble if this is what we think is we're going to do each time. And then, yeah, McStay, he won so many clearances. He just kept getting his hands on the footy. And uh, as he said, Nankervis won so many hitouts, but the Nankervis Neil combination was just sublime. Oh, incredible! <laughs> he was big just, Nate just kept putting service. it straight down his throat. Silver service from Nate. Well, I think not that... to mention uh, the the Nate to Danaher service in the final, <laughs> in the final minute. Nate's hit outs to advantage. I think it's probably the most in a game this season. Not yeah, not honestly, Richmond's advantage, but to disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, we're probably looking at the same sort of situation because the numbers were last week about three to one um, advantage to the hitouts uh, for Richmond, but we're about three to one clearances. We know that Melbourne are a team that will dominate the clearances, and that's where I think the Lions really need to prepare for. And this is where this game is going to be won. I, I don't care about the MCG. We played four there four times in four seasons. It's it's not a thing. It's how we play Melbourne. We've been hurt twice already this year, and we lost the same way both times. So surely Brisbane has learnt from its mistakes by now. If you were to look at the last two games against Melbourne, Will, where mm. was the game lost? It, well, that last one was bizarre because we spoke about it at length last time in that we came out really aggressive. We obviously drew a line in the sand in the in the dressing room and wanted to be the aggressive macho side. And the the actions didn't really convert to any meaningful pressure. And they were able to walk out of the center clearance. It's our midfield. Every time we get punched up by Melbourne, it's because we're just not getting our hands on it in any meaningful way. And that's not due to Lockie Neal either. He tends to actually quite play quite well against them. Mm. Uh, well, you remember that final last year where I think he set the record for disposals touches, in the final. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I can see them trying to tag Neil based on the performance he just delivered against Richmond, which I think is just about the best finals performance I've ever oh. witnessed. Uh, so they'd be mad to not pay him some attention, but we need the rest of our mids to, to do some damage the other way. Does Dev go to Clayton Oliver? I think Dev was really important on the weekend, and I think he put his hand up to uh, keep his spot in that centre yeah. uh, bounce combo. Uh, and yeah, it, it's Barry McCluggage. I liked Bailey, particularly in the second half against Richmond. I really like him through the middle. Proven finals performer. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think in the, in the final 10 minutes, 20 minutes, there were some moments where we would move forward and he was always the guy that would read the bounce better or he would t- bring it down from the air and uh, maintain possession. He's just a jet, Zach Bailey. So we, we just need all our best players to play well. It's not that, uh, it's not that crazy, is it? Uh, one of the things I really loved about the Lions on Thursday night was they turned the footy over. They gifted Richmond you know, a few easy goals through you know, poor skill errors. But they kept taking risks with the footy. They yep. kept coming through the middle of the ground. And... I think that's what they went away from last time against Melbourne is that they 
gave up a few cheap goals from you know skill errors, which are going to happen against sure. good sides. Finals, mm. high pressure. And they just put the cue in the rack. They were happy to chip it short and not take risks through the centre of the ground. And we saw what Sydney did on Friday night. They really opened Melbourne up. Um, you know, through aggressive ball use and, and going hard at the footy. Well, what I want yeah. to say is one of those aggressive ball users, and we're going to get to him anyway, was Darcy Wilmot. In his first oh, game, um, and uh, we spent a lot of time on him, you know, third place since 1987 to debut in the finals. He was cool as hell under pressure, but every time Wasn't he took he? the ball near half back, he wasn't prepared to you know, take the safe option and just go around. He wanted to take the game on. I think he made one error all night where he just got a little bit spooked late in the game, which I thought was going to be the end of it. But he was cool. He was calm. He is a He's got some swagger about and him. And doesn't he? Yes. How good yeah. was you know the goal on debut, the double cobering the crowd. I love and that. then yeah. coming straight off to double park a set of power raids on the bench. <laughs> yeah. It's Real big dick energy from Darcy Wilmot. I love it. <laughs> Not to mention when it came from the worst holding the ball I've ever seen. Doesn't <laughs> matter. 50. Doesn't matter. And he's double cobring. He's yeah. giving a bit of Hulk Hogan to the crowd, <laughs> trying to get them fired up. He was so composed and aggressive composure in, in that he would just take the ball. His first touch, I think he just grabbed the ball from like a teammate's hands and ran through the corridor. It was beautiful to see, and you could see why they selected him. I always thought that it was going to be a selection that would prove Fagan to be uh, a genius or a bit of a fool on uh, elimination final night, and it paid off. It absolutely paid off. Even if we'd lost due to you know de- devastating circumstances, you can't say that Wilmot wasn't a, a good call. We um, interviewed Ben Hudson before the game, and they asked him about Darcy Wilmot, and he said, yeah, no, nah, he's got a bit of go about him. He'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah, and he was, and that's what they all nice said. Nice and cool, Hutto. But yeah, what, what an exciting proposition. I don't know why we haven't played him to this point in the year. Oh, look, it doesn't matter. He started the right way, and you'd have to say with a positive selection headache, I would hate to say, you'd understand why who, he'd be who dropped. Goes but out? You, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. look, maybe Jackson Pryor. Yeah, Pryor, maybe Jackson Pryor. Um, Pryor's the one I had on my radar. He made a few skill errors that were uncharacteristic for him. He looked uh, a bit overawed at times, didn't he? Tiny bit, yeah. Mm. But having said that, I, I think he's still a good player. I think um, Rayner for Mitch Robbo. I think Robbo goes into the Medi sub role uh, just because, and, and I hate to say it, but I thought to myself in that moment where Robbo put that late hit on, gave up a goal mm. against momentum, yeah. and I actually thought in that moment, I've gone, Oh, there's Robbo, he's gone for two weeks, that's the end of his career, he's done. That's the last time mm. we've seen him. What I did like from him is following that, he did everything in his power to make up for it. He knew he he'd did. made a stupid error and he went, yeah. and, he went and fixed it up. But yeah, I think that might be the way to go because I'd love to you keep that momentum going. It's like, <laughs> Will, you've spoken about the analogy of the Australian Test team. You don't just get a bloke in who scored 100 on debut and take him back out again. No. Darcy no. Wilmot had a great game, so I, I think you keep him here. Another couple of key performers, and this is one we didn't have last time we played Melbourne. Brandon Stasovic. Yep. Oh, Complete yep. shutdown job so on Chai Bolden. But yep. also, Harris Andrews played his best game of footy in 18 months. And yep. Lynch still kicked three goals yep. and took some like incredible grabs where it's like nobody can stop that. But Harris wore him like a glove all night, and it was just he learned see, his lesson, hasn't he? You could see the concentration and the discipline that went into that performance. Where you yeah. could, Harris just had this bloody mindness that he was not going to let Tom Lynch near the football, no. or if Tom Lynch yep. got the football. Harris is going to be having a hold of him. I saw on multiple occasions Harris taking the opportunity to get away from Lynch where he could in defensive fifty. And get to the footy first and get it out. Just almost like a mental victory against Lynch going, hey, 
this is my ball. This will always be my ball. I don't care. I'm going to keep this footy away from you. And it seemed like yeah. his closing speed was back. Yep. That we Field kicking was and sensational. And maybe it's just the benefit of having that week off. He got a chance to freshen up. And we've seen in the last few weeks, um, you know, especially that game against Melbourne, where he just kind of looked slow and a bit cumbersome. But, yeah, that was that was well and truly back on Thursday night. He's closing speed. He's getting the fist to the footy. And um, yeah. that Brisbane defence stands so much taller when Harris is playing well. For sure. I think both he and Payne were excellent on Lynch and Rewalt. And you look at the, they kicked six between them, but it was a lot of silver service coming out of the centre where Cotcher mm. was just streaming up the corridor. What, what's Harris meant to do? And then we saw Rewalt with those two late ones, which were oh. just arsy. Like, what beautiful kicks, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> and, and the, a, if, if you can see yeah, them, right. you just hang your head and go, well, what am I meant to do? And if Richmond win that game, those two shots from the pocket go down as just some Clutch. of the yeah, yeah. clutchest oh goals of all time. Yeah. Um, it's a, like a, in, in basketball sense, it's a three-point shot, you know, fade away from the from the sideline. Just like, let him have that. You know, if he kicks it, good on him. Indefensible. Yeah. Can't do anything <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah, it couldn't. Oh, I'm getting very excited here, Will. So 7.50 yeah. on Friday night, Lions, Demons, MCG. Where will uh, you be sitting, Will? Where will you be? I don't know yet. But um, I'm sure the good people at Triple M will sort me out in some nah, capacity. Yeah, I always, I never know in these scenarios, and uh, I, we, we should say that we're very blessed uh, when we're working somewhat in the industry that there are sometimes tickets floating around, and uh, um, I hope that all the Lions members down here that have their membership sorted out are able to get their hands on tickets. I don't think it'll be a sellout; it'll probably be a fifty thousand sort of job, but. Uh, very exciting for our Melbourne fans because we haven't seen many games, let alone at the MCG, uh, let alone ones uh, as important as this. So um, I don't know. I'm, uh, th- this time last week, I was completely we depressed were flat. We were about all flat, the upcoming we? game. Devoid I didn't even want to watch it. I did not even want to watch it. Obviously, I did, but we. I just didn't give us a chance whatsoever. And this one, I don't know. They have no... Uh, no requirement to change any of their game plan because they've completely bashed us up the last two times. We have the opportunity for a free hit. We can completely roll the dice, change things up, make McStay our number one ruck if we like. Yeah, you know, right. Rain is in, uh, Stasevic back in form as we saw. If things feel different, it feels exciting. And Dane Zorko has the chance to play a real captain's knock as well. Yeah, he does. Because the whole Melbourne team... We'll go at him. Yeah, I'm, I'm really- and, and you know, and try and elicit a reaction. And if Dane Zorko keeps his head level, doesn't give mm. away any stupid fifties, he, he can actually distract Melbourne out of the game. He, Absolutely, he, he really could. He'll draw their focus. And um, look, I'm really hoping Harrison Paddy recovers from that um, injured tear duct from a few weeks ago. Uh, oh. Bang! Uh, yeah, hopefully he's got that sorted out. But you're right. Uh, but I, I, look, I did see a couple of nice little captains things. When Wilmot kicked his first goal, guess who was the first bloke over to yeah. Darcy Wilmot jumping on top of him. Yeah, absolutely. So, He's I, a ball of energy. They've certainly settled themselves over that week. They used that week so well, and I don't know if it was Greg and, Swan's dog getting on the field halfway through the week. <laughs> I don't know if we let the dog free on the Gabba this week as well. Is is that what the we dog's need? The good luck charm. I think so. The dog was actually there on the night too. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, and Fagan has been vocal about it in the past of the having the week off between... Uh, he's, never well, li- he's never liked it. Yeah, he's hated it's the week off for the qualifying the final winner. And it has worked mm. um, against the Lions. And now they're, they've had that chance, they've freshened up, and they can just roll that momentum into a, a semi-final. It's, uh, things are so much brighter than they were last week. And oh, isn't, week, isn't a week a long time in footy? 
Oh, it's it's astounding. You forget it sometimes how quickly things can turn around. And just imagine if we beat Melbourne. All of a sudden, we're playing Geelong at the G, who then have all the pressure on them yep. again. And not a great prelim record in the last 10 no, years. No, they don't. No, Terrible they... prelim record. Yeah. Well, the only people they, they beat is us. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's and there's hoodoos on hoodoos on hoodoos. And all of a sudden, there is a path for us to 2016 Bulldogs it. Uh, whether we do it or not is, you know, obviously it's very unlikely, but as a supporter, I'm buzzing and I'm just glad that in the second week of September, we're still there and we have a real chance to do something. Well, if Will's prediction does come true, you could also be there because Triple M Breakfast with Marto Amago has a double pass the AFL grand final up for grabs, including wow. flights and accommodation. Yep. So just keep listening. Triple M Breakfast, Marto and Margo, 104.5 Triple M. Uh, Will, I don't know if you're eligible for that, mate, but... Oh, we, I'm, I can't. I now can't stop thinking about Friday night. Seven fifty. The A team mm. will be on the call. Oh, Jack. Oh, it's going to be huge. Oh, and game on. Triple M rocks forty. Northern exposure rocks Queensland.